Hey everyone, welcome to Slash Golf Talk. In this week's episode, I want to talk about golf equipment and how important that is for your game. But before we touch on golf equipment, we have to talk about the latest in golf news. Now, I know you guys watched the WGC match play, and there's a lot of lessons to be learned there. But I want to first start off with did anyone see the match between Fleetwood and DeChambeau? Total opposites in every in every way, in every category. DeChambeau is a much bigger dude whose game is based on power and distance. He loves to attack the course. Um, and Fleetwood is a more finesse guy. He's a good putter. Um, small guy. Uh, so this, this shows that in this game, there is no one... Uh, one style uh, of, of play or one body type or uh, you have to hit the ball a mile to be a successful golfer those guys are total opposites of one another and uh, Fleetwood was in control of that match the entire time so all that hoopla we've been hearing for the past year year and a half for Shambeau and his size and how far he hits the ball. Um, I think Fleetwood kind of stifled that conversation for a while. I mean, the guy was just hitting on all cylinders and uh, performing at the top of his game, and DeChambeau did not have an answer. We also have to congratulate Billy Horschel for a successful uh, tournament. Uh, again, this guy is not one of the superstars of the game. Uh, he's well known, of course, and he does play a good game. Uh, you know, he has that awkward uh, putting style where he kind of approached the ball, and as soon as he gets to the ball, he hits it. There's no, no lag in that process. For Billy Horschel to come out with a victory in that tournament, I think everyone was shocked by how good he played. Uh, I think how well Billy played put a lot of pressure on Scotty Scheffler, who's, um, that, that's pretty much his home course. He played there in college. Um, he was the rookie of the year last year. And um, everyone thought that he was gonna be the victor of that match. Uh, but again, um, it shows that any given day, any golfer can be beaten. Or any given day, you can be at the top of your game and the other guy cannot be at the top of his game. So. Basically, golf is unpredictable, and I know the fans were there cheering as hard as they could to get Scotty um, to get, you know, get Scotty motivated. But um, Billy was just too much for Scotty Scheffler, and he was the victor of the WGC match play. It was a good tournament. Uh, a lot of the pundits didn't like the fact that it wasn't a superstar at the end of the you know the tournament in the final group. But it's match play. However it shakes out, it shakes out. There's a lot of things going on. I think it was an interesting week of golf. Uh, again, even though the pundits thought it was somewhat boring because of the finale. But I think um, that's golf. That's just the way it is. I mean, it was, it was good to see um, a lot of the, you know, David and Goliath type stories. Um, hey, and you saw what happened. We saw what happened between uh, Kevin Na and um, DJ. You know, Kevin Na just wanted to inform DJ that you can't just pick up the putt if he's if it's not given. 
I don't think DJs like being, you know, called to the carpet in front of everyone, in front of the world. Um, but Kevin Nall was right. And I'm a fan of DJ. I mean, he's a fellow South Carolinian you know, like myself. But uh, Kevin Nall was right in letting the young man know that you have to wait until the putt is conceded before you pick up your ball. I don't care if it's an inch away from the cup. You cannot pick up your ball under the assumption that, hey, he knows that I'm going to make this. I'm going to pick up the ball. If anything, I think DJ owes Kevin now an apology. Um, I think Kevin tried to be as cordial about the situation as he possibly could. Um, he put his hands on DJ's shoulder. He even said hey, something that wasn't even in the rules. He said, hey, we'll just have the hole. You can't um, retrospectively have the hole. The rule simply um, doesn't work that way. You can't, you can't do that. The rule is the fact that it wasn't given and um, DJ picked the ball up. So in actuality, um, DJ should have lost that hole. Um, I think the PGA just wanted to handle it in a political way by saying none of the guys did anything wrong there. But in fact, DJ did the wrong thing there. You have to wait until your opponent concede the putt before you pick up the ball. And um, hopefully we won't see that again. We saw that in the LPJ a few years back, and it was a big hoopla um, about it because uh, you can't just go on an assumption. Just wait until your opponent gives you the putt and then pick up your ball. I know you get frustrated in the middle of the you know middle of play. Tensions get a little high, and you get mad because you missed the putt. But you have to wait till your opponent gives you the putt, and that's the best approach. The other talk of the match play was that we lost a lot of heavy hitters, aka superstars, early in the tournament. For example, Xander Schauffler wasn't a wasn't really a contender. He played a little longer than most of them did, but he wasn't a contender. Rory was out of there pretty much after the first day. He he tried to come back the second day, played pretty well, but by that time it was pretty much over for him. Um, Justin Thomas, he was really not on the top of his game. I don't know, maybe Sawgrass took a lot out of him and you know his grandfather's death. Um, but Justin Thomas was not a factor. And again, DJ, he was you know, struggling with the, the kid from from Scotland in his first match. And um, again, he Kevin Nob beat him, even though Kevin Nob was officially eliminated. Kevin gave it all he had and upset a DJ in that, in that one. So all the superstars that we thought were gonna be in contention um, fell quickly in the tournament and we had you know the same players from a few years like Matt Kuchar. Um, Kuchar was there the last three years he's been pretty good at the, the match play tournaments and again um, Billy Horschel and Scotty Scheffler uh, the rookie of the year last year um, I think they gave us a good uh, final match and um, on to the next thing which is the Masters um, that's going to be very interesting to watch. Um, we're a week away from that. And I'm looking forward to see who's going to win um, that tournament. And we'll touch on that in the next episode. So again, let's just congratulate Billy Horschel for a well-played tournament. Okay, so now on to the next thing. And so basically in this episode, I want to focus on uh, golf equipment, as I stated earlier. I noticed that a lot of guys um, are playing the wrong equipment and hence the reason why they have a bad game. 
Uh, not a bad round, but a bad game because their equipment doesn't match up with their style of play. So we're going to touch on that today. I'm not a big fan of, of getting fitted, but I do understand that some players need to get their clubs dialed up to their um, style of play. I'll give you a story here. Uh, I, I bought the new Apex Pros uh, last year when it came out, Callaway Apex Pros, and I put a lot of money in the shafts because the shaft that came with it was a pretty good, supposed to be so-called stiff shaft, but it wasn't um, to my liking. I couldn't hit the club well, so I did get new shafts put in, and, I, and that turned the game around with those clubs. Um, but as everyone knows, those clubs are, you know, really tough to hit. They have smaller heads. Um, the pro set. In actuality, my game was in that uh, point where I should should have been hitting those clubs. So I was struggling in my game for a while, for about a year, after I bought those clubs. Um, so I went back to my old Callaway Epic Pros uh, about probably three or four weeks ago. And again, my game turned around. I'm back to playing well. Um, I still have to touch up on a few things, but that's basically putting and some more short game. Um, issue that I need to resolve but as far as hitting my irons um, I'm a lot more confident with these clubs than I've been with the Callaway Apex Pros and that's hence the reason why we're having this subject today because I think a lot of golfers need to look at the equipment they have and um, I think that game would, would will turn around for the best with that said um, I want to start off with the drivers um, I see a lot of people out there buying the latest and greatest and drivers. I mean, there are some nice drivers out there, and believe me, I really want to get a new driver. Um, but I'm hitting my uh, Callaway Epic Flash driver really well, so I'm going to hold off on buying a new driver. And everyone out there that knows me know that I love to buy um, the latest and greatest, and again, that's not always a good thing. There are a lot of choices out there. Um, PXG, they're now in their fourth generation of clubs, so they have a good selection. So you definitely want to look at uh, PXG. Quite expensive, um, but there are some nice clubs. And of course, you can't forget about Callaway. They've uh, built up on their jailbreak technology. Um, so they have a list of drivers out there. Um, you have three choices this year. Um, they have the Callaway Speed, um, the LS, and the LS Max. For low spin say go out go to the you know your local store golf galaxy or whatever store you have out there and hit all three uh, to see if you're a Callaway guy I would say hit all three and to see which one fits your game the best TaylorMade also have the new sim 2 driver out this year and I see a lot of players switch from uh, from Callaway last year to the, the sim the original sim driver and they loved it they say it was one of the best drivers they ever hit. Again, I'm a Callaway guy, so I'm going to stay a Callaway guy. <laughs> um, but uh, TaylorMade drivers are really uh, flying off the shelves because uh, a lot of people love the way they feel. And from what I read, uh, a lot of the vendors aren't looking at distance as much as accuracy and uh, forgiveness across the face of the drivers. Um, that's what I'm hearing and reading this year. Uh, let's just be real here. Most of the drivers give you... Uh, whatever distance you have um, doesn't make you go any longer or shorter 
but what they have put more time in this year is forgiveness. They're focusing on they're focusing more on making the driver not just more hittable but forgiving. Um, you can probably hit it almost anywhere on the face of the driver and still get your ball out there. Um, so that's a good thing. There's a lot of choices out there. Uh, not just Callaway and TaylorMade. Um, Cobra has a new Rad Speed driver. I know you guys seen that commercial with um, Bryson, DeChambeau, and Ricky Fowler. Those guys are Cobra guys. So that's another driver out there for you. And for you Ping guys out there, there's uh, the Ping G425 driver. So there's a good stable of drivers out there between the Callaway, TaylorMade, Ping, and um, Cobra. And there are other drivers out there as well. But those are four of the top ones that's out there on the shelves now that um, if you're looking for a good driver, uh, you might want to look at those four vendors and also go out and hit those drivers first before you just buy because you like Cobra or you like Callaway or you like TaylorMade. Get the one that best fits your game, the one that you hit the best. Um, if you can take your time and go get uh, fitted to some degree by what I mean by fitting when it comes down to drivers, hit them all and check your numbers. Um, see which one that you, you hit more squarely in the, in the center of the face and purchase that driver. And that's the first step of improving your game is getting off that tee box. And getting off that tee box means that you have to be able to hit your ball in the fairway. Um, so go out there and find yourself the, the driver that fits your game. When buying that driver, there's a key component there that a lot of people don't discuss. Um, do you guys know what that is? The shaft. The shaft is very important. It, that's an understatement. It, the, to me, my opinion is the shaft is one of the most important part of your golf equipment. I never hear a lot of guys talk about the shaft. They talk about the brand. Uh, they talk about you know the fact that they like to play uh, a Callaway or TaylorMade. I'm a TaylorMade guy. I'm a Callaway guy. I'm a Callaway guy. But if I can find me a TaylorMade that I can hit much better, that's what I'm going to buy. I'm going to buy that TaylorMade. Go out there and find what club head speed you have and get the right shaft. Cause I see so many guys, I see senior guys out there with stiff shafts and then they wonder why they can't hit the ball, why the ball isn't going anywhere. If you're a senior, I'm not saying you have to have a senior shaft, but you need to probably look at that if your club head speed is not as uh, strong as it used to be back in the day. Go out there, take that stiff shaft out, put in a senior shaft, and I think you'll see that your game is pretty much back. The game hasn't changed much, but your age has. And your and your your club head speed has changed, so get the get the shaft that fits your game. Um, some people need a regular shaft. Some people need a in between the regular and stiff. And that's where I I think that's where I lies when it comes down to my irons. Um, with my driver, I use a stiff shaft, and I'm usually in the weight category between 60 and 65 grams. I wouldn't go any higher than that for my driver. Uh, that's just for me. Um, so you need to find out what shaft you need for your for your driver. And um, again, that you will see some improvement in your game if you have the correct shaft that matches your game. The equipment, you need to make sure that your grip size um, is the right size. 
hands. You know, some of you guys have big hands, and some people have small hands. Um, so you may need a bigger grip, or you may need a standard size grip. The way the club feels in your hand, the way it feels in your hand is very important. Um, you want the, the you want the grip to feel nice and comfortable. You don't want to feel like you're you're squeezing the life out the out, out the club. Um, but you want it to have a good fit in your hands. So make sure that you have the right grip on that shaft that uh, I just mentioned about you uh, getting. So get a nice shaft, fit your club head speed, get your nice grip to fit your hand size, and look for the actual club um, driver that you need. Uh, I usually start with a nine degree club head. Um, there's 10 and a half. Uh, even though I buy nine degree, the reason why I buy the reason why I buy nine degree is so that I can get that nine degree head and I can dial it back minus one degree, and uh, my driver is actually eight degrees, and that's because I'm a high ball hitter. Hitter, it also doesn't have anything to do with distance, um, um, but the eight eight degrees, the you know the, the loft that I need for my driver. Some people need ten point five, some people need nine. Um, be surprised a lot of PGA guys they hit 10.5 find out what law suits you better um, that's why we have the you know these adjustable drivers now um, but if you're not a professional in making those adjustments again go to your local golf store and get that club head loft suited to your your game so that's, that's taking care of the driver the same, the same method applies to your irons. Uh, it still applies as far as branding. Um, don't worry about the brand. Don't worry about which one you hit the best. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of variety in all brands. Um, you have game improvement irons out there in every brand. If you're just learning a game and you want to, you know, hit the ball and get it up in the air. I would suggest that you get a game improvement club. Uh, if you're been in, if you've been in the game for a while, and it doesn't have anything to do with getting in the air, you're just not hitting the ball well. Um, I would suggest um, going into a store and get fitted to your, you know, get the clubs fitted to your swing. If you notice those guys in the PGA, they have trucks right there on site. Um, they might feel like they're hooking the ball a little bit or they're fading a little bit and they get it dialed into the number for them but when we buy clubs everything is standard loft standard lie and we all know that everyone game is different so when you try to apply your different game into a standard club that's when you have problems sometimes it works out for a person that they can buy a set of irons and play perfect golf with them it happens um, but some people um, because of the way they swing or um, they may need the club upright they may need it I mean you might just have to get it get it dialed into you basically so first take it out for, I would say take it out for a week or two or a few maybe a month and hit those irons and um, if you hit them well keep them the way they are standard law and standard lie but if you notice that something isn't right you put all that money in irons. I mean, they're very expensive to buy clubs. Go get fitted. Take them into the store. Tell the guy, hey, I just bought these about a month ago. I tried everything. I'm not hitting these clubs well. 
can you help me get them dialed in? And believe me, they'll do a great job. They'll take you in there into the bay and they'll put a little uh, white tape on the club head, have you swing, see where you're hitting, making contact, and they'll make, start making adjustments for you. Uh, so look into getting your irons adjusted if you're struggling. Um, sometimes it's not you. A lot of people feel that they have to improve themselves and it may not be you, maybe your equipment. So go get fitted, get your irons fitted. And another decision you'll have to make when you buy your irons are whether you want to hit um, graphite shafts or you do you want to hit steel shafts. I mean, again, that depends on preference. Uh, what do you feel comfortable hitting? Um, you just have to make that decision on your own. Uh, so we talked about the driver. We talked about uh, your irons and getting fitted. So you need to get your wedges dialed up as well. I know that's part of your irons. Uh, some people look at it that way. Some people look at the wedges as separate. So your short game is very important. Um, so by having your wedges dialed up to your liking, you'll save a lot of strokes. So you definitely want to focus on getting uh, the correct wedges, um, meaning loft and bounce. Um, that works for you. Um, you'll save a lot of strokes that way and you'll realize that that's the club that saves you uh, throughout the match. Um, some people try to gap theirs out every two degrees. Some people try to do it every four degrees. Uh, personally, I carry four wedges. I have a pitching wedge. I have an approach wedge. I have a sand wedge and a lob wedge. Those are the four wedges that I use. I call those my money clubs. Um, but wedges are very important. My favorite two wedges are my sand wedge and my lob wedge. That I use, I use a 56 degree sand wedge and I use a 60 degree lob wedge. A lot of people don't like hitting 60 degree lob wedges. So if you don't hit a 60 degree, don't try to hit one. Uh, if you feel more comfortable hitting a 58 degree, get you a 58 degree. Um, I love my 60 degree uh, wedge. I use it for chipping, I use it out of the bunker every now and then, and for shots, for me, shots within 100, between 80 yards to 100 yards, I hit my lob wedge. And I like to put it up in the air and stick it close with that wedge. And that's why they call it the money club, um, your wedges. So you wanna make sure that you have your wedges gapped for you. Some people hit 58 degree lob and 54 um, sand, Make sure that the wedges and the bounce on the wedges, not just the loft, but the bounce is also a key factor. Um, I think my 60 is a 60 degree with eight bounce, and I think that my sand wedge is 56 degree with 10. Yeah, I think that's what it is. But anyway, you make sure that your, your loft and your bounce on your wedges fit your game. Um, you don't want to be in a bunker struggling because you don't have your wedges dialed up. So you got to get those irons dialed up, you have to get those wedges dialed up, and last but not least, you have to get your putter dialed up. Yes, your putter has degrees, so you want to look at that, but also you want to look at whether you uh, put straight back and straight through, or you have almost like a door open swing type putting style, and yes, and if that's the case, you may want to use a bladed putter or you can use a mallet style putter. Um, that's what I use. I use the Toulon putter um, by Odyssey. Uh, the upper echelon part of Odyssey's categories of putter. So you wanna look for that putter that you feel comfortable with and um, that's uh, 
better for your putting technique. So uh, take your time and find that right putter for you. The key to being successful at putting is uh, comfort and confidence. Um, and also you wanna make sure that your grip um, is very comfortable. Uh, you wanna have that hands-free feel. A lot of people are using the super fat grip for putting. Um, I don't like using those. Uh, first of all, my hands aren't that big. Um, but the, the key is to take the hands out of it. Again, you don't wanna be handsy. Um, you wanna have that confidence that when you stroke your putt that you're gonna make it. So it's all about uh, confidence. Basically with the putter, I think that whatever putter you're comfortable with, um, that's the putter you should go with. I don't think you need to get too technical when it comes down to buying a putter. Um, they are quite expensive as well, but if you're happy with the putter you have, continue to use that. And if you have uh, less confidence in it and you feel you need to buy a new putter, go out and buy you a new putter uh, just to build your confidence when it comes down to putting because what they say, um, Drive for show, putt for dough. So you wanna get that dough, you better get that putter. All right, so look look for a good putter, guys. So I know we touched on everything in the bag from the driver and your irons and your wedges and your putter, um, but we also have to talk about uh, your woods and your hybrids. Um, a lot of players these days don't hit long irons. They're not very efficient on hitting longer irons. Um, so they have the hybrid club in the bag um, So you definitely want to take your time and picking uh, your hybrid and your woods uh, Because uh, again those club when you get off the tee if you don't hit a good long drive You may need a, a longer club to get to the green and again you want to focus on the shaft and the loft with those clubs as well as well um, take your time we call it a rescue club for a reason. Um, so take your time, go out there and buy yourself a decent set of hybrids or woods to cover your long irons if you're not a good long iron hitter. If you are a long iron hitter, it would be a part of your iron set, so it's not a big deal for you. Um, I just wanted to touch on that also, um, since I didn't mention it earlier in the, in the episode. But you know what I realized is another, more, another important equipment to have in golf golf shoes you have to get the shoes that are that you're comfortable in, especially if you're walking if you're walking you don't want to get something that's going to be too tight and you're going to be struggling walking the course find yourself some very comfortable golf shoes um, if you're an avid golfer I'm quite sure you're much like me and you have probably 10 to between 10 and 20 pairs of golf shoes because every time you see something on sale, you want to buy it. Every time you see something you like, you want to buy it. You see something that uh, matches an outfit, you want to buy it. So I know there's a lot of people out there that have a lot of golf shoes. And if you don't have a lot of golf shoes, well, at least get a pair of shoes um, that uh, feel very comfortable on your feet. And I'll end the golf equipment um, episode with that. Um, I hope you guys get your equipment up to par. And I hope that after you listened to this episode that you'll take a few strokes off your game. And I want to thank you all for taking time out of your day to listen to Sly's Golf Talk, my 10th episode, Golf Equipment. And uh, I'll see you guys again next week. Thank you for listening.